music is extremely important. So when we think about music, we think about how it makes us feel. We think about the certain things that accompany music. Certain things are ushered in by music. And that's why music is so powerful. That's why it is so large. When you go to the movie theaters, you see a movie and it has a soundtrack. Uh, soundtrack. It has a soundtrack because the creator of the film wants you to feel a specific emotion or have a specific uh, thought. And it, it guides you on how to look at the picture or, or hear the words that are being said. The music that we listen to, it can drive us to anger. It can drive us to joy. It can put us in the spirit of romance. It can it can put us in the um, in the spirit of of joy, of laughter. It can recall certain experiences that we've had. It connects us to the things that we have seen in the world or the things that we want to see. When you listen to music. It, it has the power to carry you away, right? It has the power to, to uh, create dreams, daydreams. Uh, we can hear a song when we're five once and we still remember that song when we're 25, when we're 35 and beyond that. It, it is uh, because uh, these are, it could be words put to melody. A lot of, a lot of messages are, uh, continuously, uh, repeated in our minds, things that we never would have remembered if it was not connected to a, a sound or an instrumental, we, we never would have remembered it. But since it's put to music, we can remember words from our childhood that we otherwise would have forgotten. And that's what makes music so powerful. This is why we have to be very, very careful about what we are listening to and why we are listening to it. Now, that's not to over-exaggerate. That, that doesn't mean that we don't listen to music uh, to uh, to, to make us laugh, that we don't listen to music for us to dance, but that we're very, very carefully careful, specifically with music that has words attached to it. We have to be careful about what's being said. And that can be difficult, right? Because there are songs that uh, do not necessarily have a message that is an educational message or a message that is an empowering message, an encouraging message. But because the melody, because the music is so is so catchy, it, it, it catches our it catches our attention. We like the way it sounds. We like the way the rhythm makes us feel. We can be caught in an environment that we disagree with, but that is alluring to us. It is it, it is pulling us in. And once it pulls you in, you might find yourself, depending on what you're listening to, angry and there's not even anything to be angry about. 
right? You might find yourself sad and there's there's nothing to be sad about. So we have to be extremely careful and making sure that we're listening to the lyrics that are in our that are going over and over in our mind. If we're trying to achieve something and we're listening to a song that is constantly talking about not being able to achieve, if we are trying to uh, abstain and we're listening to a song that is putting us in the in the in the mood to make love th- th- this is dangerous so we have to be very careful what we listen to also when you read the bible and you read the many different scriptures that are talking about music gr- a great deal of those scriptures are Uh, referring to music being used to praise God. And so that is very important. That lets us know that God is not against music. There are some people who feel that God is against music, specifically instruments. And we don't want to judge anyone or put anyone down for their belief. But what we can know for ourselves and for our own interpretation of the faith and relationship with God is that God loves music. And it's right there in the scripture for us to go back and quote, if anyone asks us about it, if you uh, have an opportunity to take a look at Psalms 150, it's another one of those superstar texts that we've talked about previously. And let's just look at verses one through six. So this is Psalms 150 in the New International Version. And it says, praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heavens, praise him for his acts of power, praise him for his surpassing greatness. That means God is greater than greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Now, this is very this is very uh, important because when this, when this, um, when the verse begins in verse one in Psalms, uh, in Psalms one fifty, it says, "Praise the Lord." So whether there is music, whether there is not music at all, praise God. It doesn't introduce the the thought of praising God with instruments all, until you get down to verse three. So it reads, "Praise Him with the sounding." with the sounding of the trumpet, praise him with the harp and the lyre, praise him with the timbrel and dancing, praise him with the strings and with the pipe, praise him with the clash of the cymbals, praise him with the resounding cymbals, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And this is important because it means that nobody is exempt from praising God. It means that we all have an opportunity to speak. We all have an opportunity to be heard. Uh, There are some uh, uh, scriptures, and I don't want to go too uh, deeply into this, that are misinterpreted in saying that, that there are people who do not have a right to speak and praise God. But it says right here in Psalms 150 let everything that has breath praise the lord so in whatever fashion god is calling you to minister and whatever fashion god is causing you to praise praise if you would like to praise god through dance dance if you would like to praise god through playing the piano play the piano if you would like to praise god 
uh, with with the string instruments, with the cymbals, with percussion, do so. God is worthy of praise and God is worthy of love and adoration. God is actually the only one uh, in all of in all of existence who is truly worthy of praise. You know, we have experiences in our life where we applaud people for their accomplishments, and that is not a negative thing. And we have experiences in our life where we are encouraging others. But the only one who is truly worthy of all love and all adoration and all praise is God. And consistently throughout the throughout the Bible, we see dance and music used to praise God. It, you, if you read if you read about David and 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 you hear constantly in a great deal of Christian uh, songs and gospel songs, dance like David danced. David danced in praising God, and so God is for music, but it is something that we have to be very very careful with, because if music can be used to praise God, music can also be used to do other things. Now. Uh, we might not completely understand, but when people are creating songs, they have an idea of what they want the message of that song to be. If it's a positive message, then so be it. That's beautiful. But there are people who have, um, unfortunately the desire for people to fight when they hear music uh they have the desire for for people to uh to feel small when they hear when they hear music a lot of oftentimes if the individual who is singing a song or who has put a song together, if they are hurt, sometimes you feel the hurt of that artist who has created that song. And that is not necessarily a negative thing to feel the hurt that a, that an artist has put in a song or that they put in their work. But we have to be very, very careful that it does not take us out of the spirit that God has called us to be in. God has called us to be joyful. God has called us to be uh, excited about life. Yes, God wants us to be excited about life. So we have to be extremely careful with the music that we listen to. Also, we have to be careful because the evil one uses, uses music to lead us astray. Uh, the evil one uses music to lull us away from the the things that we know God wants us to do. The uh, the evil one uses music to uh, somewhat hypnotize us, if not completely hypnotize us, from reality. Uh, when you when you get into an elevator, there is elevator music. When you go to a party, there is music. As, as a matter of fact, for anyone who has ever been to the club at any uh, moment or point in their life, the, the, the two things that are very important in a club is the lighting in the room, which you'll notice is very, very dim, and the music, which is extremely loud. If someone was to go into 
to a party and they wanted to end the party, they're going to do two things specifically to end it. They're going to turn the lights up, turn the lights on, and they are going to cut the music off. Once they cut the music off, it changes the atmosphere in the room. It wakes people up. If there was a dance floor and people were dancing and the lights were to come up and the music were to go off, everyone would stop and they would begin to feel very uncomfortable and they would leave. And uh, because the music is cut off, you would then be able to hear an individual say, okay, you all, the party is over, everyone out. And so when there is a specific music on in our life, when there is a dimness in our life, a spiritual dimness where we cannot see the will of God. And when, when there is music playing, uh, constant music playing in our head that is not pleasing in God's eyesight, it can be very, very difficult to hear what God is calling you to do, to hear where God is calling you to go to understand what God wants you to go near and what God wants you to ebb away from. And so when we begin to change the music in our life, we begin to hear God more. When we begin to listen to music that is pleasing to God, we begin to uh, center ourselves and find the peace that God has called us to find. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't listen to hip hop or R&B or jazz or classical or rock or whatever music you like, but you have to find uh, the music that is not toxic. You have to find the music that you know is uh, uh, it, it approves and is and is pleasing to God. Once uh, once the, the 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 music changes, once you begin to to center everything in your life on what God would have you to do, your life it, it becomes easier to manage. It doesn't become easy. As we know, there are always difficult things that we are enduring and going through in our life. But oftentimes it's because we need to silence some things and change some things. So there's some music that you're going to have to silence. You're not going to be able to go back to that music in order to uh, maintain peace in your life. And there's some uh, music that you're going to have to uh, just completely, you're going to have to change uh, the message that is attached to the music. So once you begin to do these things, then your life begins to change and there are there are shifts in your life so you might have to change a few things at a time you might not be able to completely stop listening to everything that you've been listening to specifically if you grew up listening to uh, a, a certain artist if you grew up listening to a certain kind of music that is not pleasing in God's eyesight it might take a little bit of time to remove it from your life Life completely not to be discouraged if you listen to a song and you go back to it and it, it, that's it's not to make you feel bad not to feel like God is is completely disappointed with you and God is not going to speak to you no God understands the struggles and the ties and the 
and the and the binds that we experience in this world a lot of the music that we listen to we make memories to we have we have laughter tied to it we have childhood experiences tied to it these are songs that perhaps your mother or your father listened to these are songs that were playing uh, during a barbecue or doing a high school dance these are songs that you listen to while driving across country down the road and God understands that and so this is where prayer comes in we have to ask God to uh, to cr- help us create new memories that are pleasing in God's eyesight we have to ask God to take the taste for certain things out of our mouth there are there are people who have to stop drinking and they have to stop smoking and we don't necessarily hear day in and day out that we should be listening to music that is healthy for us and that is help helping us grow. People who drink, they know they should not uh, drink uh, uh, because uh, it is not good to be drunk all the time. Alcoholism is extremely dangerous. People who do drugs, they know that drugs are dangerous. The signs are everywhere. We're taught in school, but we're not necessarily taught that music can shape the way we feel and shape the way we view the world and shape our emotions, especially in today's day and age where depression is so prevalent. You have to make sure that you put yourself in an environment uh, where you are doing everything to aid your mental stability. Uh, Whether that be listening to classical music, soft piano, whether that be listening to music that you can get up and dance to. These are all things that we can shift to help us feel better. So what are some of the genres of music that you enjoy? And of those genres, what is your favorite song in each genre are there songs that you know you know that they are toxic you know that they speak ill towards humankind you know that they promote the wrong message uh, and, and not in the sense that they are telling a story of overcoming or their experiences they are actually pushing something that is negative out into society but it could possibly still be your favorite song and this is something that a great deal of us have had to deal with so you're not alone in trying to clean up your music collection just as if you're not alone in trying to eat uh eat healthier you're not alone in trying to educate yourself further than the level of education that you have already achieved. We have to constantly move ourselves forward. One of the things I would challenge you to do is write down 10 of your favorite songs and write down why, you know, just in shorthand, why these are your favorite songs. You know, you can go online and look at the lyrics to certain songs. I would challenge you to go online and read some of the lyrics out loud without the music and see how it makes you feel. See if you still uh, are uh, attracted to a specific song or a specific message in the song. 
uh, even I would challenge you if you're continuing to listen to this music, how do you feel after you listen to it? When we are aware of the experiences that we are having, when we're listening to, to certain songs or, 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 or singing certain songs or playing or playing a certain kind of music, uh, or our favorite song, when we, when we are aware of the feelings that come along with it, the thoughts that come along with it. Sometimes that can help us shape and hone our music in a more healthier fashion. So that's something I would challenge everybody to do, including myself. When we listen to music, it shapes our thinking. The more we listen to a kind of music or the more we listen to a particular song that gets in our spirit. There are multiple examples of individuals listening to music to ready them for the environment that they are getting ready to go into. There are athletes, uh, football players, basketball players, cheerleaders, track stars, before they run their meet or before they start their big game or their competition, they are listening to music in their headphones to prepare them for the competition, to prepare them for the environment that they are going into. Uh, more than a, a great deal of people, um, athletes understand the importance of uh, prepping and preparing for an event that's in front of them. Whether we realize it or not, we are all prepping uh, for our day. We're prepping for our week by the music that we listen to. Even when we are listening to music in the middle of our week, it is training us on how to handle and how to deal with the environment that is around it is around us. It is not the only factor that is shaping the way we we uh, view the world and the way we respond to the world and the and the way we feel about the events that are manifesting in our lives and the way we handle those events but it is one of the biggest key factors because music is such a big part of everyone's life everybody loves music there's not one person in the world if if there are people it's a very small number Everybody likes music. It just, it depends on what kind of genre you like, depending on the environment that you grew up with, what your household listened to, and what your community listened to. And sometimes you have to break free from what your community listened to, or what your, what it, what is the, um, what is the, 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 the kind of music uh, that the majority of your uh, surroundings listens to, you have to break free from that and create your own understanding of music and your own collection of music. Now, this isn't uh, to say that all you listen to is, is uh, gospel music, Christian music. It, it, this isn't to say that the only thing you listen to is or is instrumental music, but that you are aware of what is being said in the in the song and what what it is asking you to do, what it is promoting, what it is inspiring. Oftentimes when people are going to work, they have the radio on. Now people might listen uh, to uh, streaming or they might be um, 
hooked up a, a, a USB cord of some sort, but people are listening to the radio or some form of music on their way to work or on their way to class. Some people listen to talk radio, but most people are listening to songs. So the, the songs that we listen to, uh, if we're already going into a stressful environment or a fast paced moving environment, and we listen to a music that is promoting anger or it is promoting uh, discrimination or it is promoting some kind of hate and then we move into an environment where uh, it's high tension the the music that is in our spirit is going to respond to the environment that we're in so we want to constantly make sure that we are beginning our days with peace and beginning our days with peaceful music now uh, it, it's been a great discussion about the evil one and what the evil one's role was in heaven before he fell and, and took a third of the angels with him. Uh, a great deal of scholars believe that the evil one was in charge of music in heaven. And there are scriptures to support that theory um, and many different different interpretations of that scripture. Now, whether or not Satan was minister of music in heaven or not, I cannot say. I have not uh, done a, a enough, enough research to feel comfortable on at this point saying whether or not I feel uh, the evil one was minister of music or or whether he was not. But what I can say is that evil in this world does use music. What I can say is that the evil one seems to uh, use music a lot to put people in a trance, as we were talking about earlier, to make things happen. Because when that music is on, uh, it, specifically if, if you're in a in a room with a great deal of people it creates one thought and one opinion uh, music is able to connect people and that's a positive thing if we are connecting people in love connecting people in joy connecting people in peace connecting people in positive productivity uh if if we are connecting people in hatred, connecting people in all different, you know, there are different various forms of hatred. Uh, if, if it is connecting people in that fashion, it becomes very dangerous. There have uh, been people, it's been well recorded of fights breaking out, uh, in clubs, uh, fights breaking out at family cookouts. And we can't blame this entirely on music but it does have something to do with it. I can say if that if the music was promoting peace, it, it oftentimes calms situations. There's a scene in, a, in the movie uh, Barbershop. I think it's the first Barbershop. And there is a, um, the Barbershop is a movie for those of you who might not have seen it. Um, uh, but there, there's a scene where a fight is getting ready to break out. And then uh, one of the barbers cuts on a song. And when the song is cut on, it diffuses the anger in the room and everyone begins to dance. And that's a positive example of the power that music has when we use it in a positive form. Just as uh, music can uh, diffuse stressful situations, diffuse uh, bad, uh, bad things from happening, 
happening. It can also like ignite it. It can also start it. And so we want to be very, very careful with, with not just the music we listen to, but also the environments that we walk into. You know, if, if you if you are walking down a, a, a big street and, you know, anywhere, anywhere in the world and, and one of these tourist communities or tourist uh, uh, cities and music is playing and the, and the lights are bright on the street, be very careful because the music will tell you what environment you're getting ready to go into nine times out of ten. Now, there are some cases where some things might surprise you, but for, for the most part, if you're walking down the street and you hear a, a, a certain kind of music, you know, you know right off the bat what type of environment you are getting ready to walk into. And, and that's the case with a lot of different areas and uh, places in the world. You will hear the music uh, and, and the music can bring you, it ushers people in uh, that that's another thing. Music has the power to usher people in and it has the power to usher people out. When you go to football games, the band is there, uh, two bands. If you're at a football game, uh, to, to excite the crowd to bring joy to the crowd. It adds to the football game. Uh, so it is very, extremely powerful. Now, we have to understand that some, sometimes we're not going to be able to es escape music that we don't agree with, right? So if you are, are, are in, a, in a restaurant and you want to get something to eat, and this is your first time going there, they might be playing music that you don't necessarily agree with. When you are, um, uh, maybe you need a ride to work, or maybe you are, are um, pulled up at a red light and there's someone next to you and they're blasting their music, you're not going to be able to get rid of all of the, the negative music in the world. But what you can do is control most of it. You can control most of the things you hear, just as you can control most of the things you say, and you can control the things that you do. And so we don't want to become over... Uh, bearing with trying to stop everybody from listening to what they're listening to or doing what they're doing, but that we might offer the best of ourselves to God and everything else is in God's hand and in, and in God's order. Um, uh, but, but, but what I, what I mainly want to, uh, get back to, because I was not sure if I, you know, if we finished talking about this, uh, the, the evil one really does use music in an, in an extreme way. So just begin to pray to God, um, uh, about, about the things that you listen to and about the environments that you're in. And that's another thing. When you go into a workspace of some different environments that people work in, you might not be able to, uh, control what's on the radio or what's being played, but you still have to go to work. You still have to feed your family. So begin to pray to God for, uh, for things to change, for opportunities to open or for, or for other, um, uh, opportunities or, or, or choices to change and mitigate, uh, some of the things in your life that are causing you, you trouble that are disturbing you and, and do not allow the evil one to use music uh, to control you. 
there are people who say, you know, I I never intended that for ha- to happen, but um, the song came on and the and the and this it got in the spirit and that energy came and all of a sudden I was doing this or all of a sudden I was doing that or all of a sudden an individual begins to uh, make love to or be involved with someone that they never intended to be involved with, but the music was on, the lights were dimmed, and that and the spirit showed up. That spirit showed up, and then when all of the music is gone, when the when the lights are up, then everything everything is shifted. It's like a it's like some type of hypnosis is broken, and so we have to. This is why the Word of God teaches us to keep our eyes stayed on God, and and we've talked about this before. This is something that we have to do. We have to keep our eyes stayed on God because there are so many different things that will pull our attention away from God. So. Uh, focus on uh, Psalms 150. That that is the that is uh, one of the superstar scriptures, as we've said previously, and it is, in my opinion, the most popular uh, uh, scripture that uh, speaks about music. Of course, there are several others. Uh, be sure to check uh, some of those other verses out. And uh, have a beautiful day. I hope this has been helpful to you. And as always, my dear friend, have a beautiful week and peace. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow me wherever you get your podcast and share with family and friends. Also, check out my website, thepurplesoapbox.com. Goodbye.